Peace. You cooling with the completest. I want to drop some jewels on y'all real fast, man. Download the Anchor app if you want to drop a podcast, man. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. You know what I'm saying? And plus, the app distributes your podcast for you on places like Spotify and Apple. You feel me? And you can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace, Ashe. Writers, cuz. Right. Yeah, I got some. Peace. Peace, family. You cooling with the completest of my brother Spawn Prince. Tonight we got a very um, interesting interesting show for you tonight. We're going to be discussing um, a few topics. First, we're going to get into some comic news, um, some comic unveiling from my man Spawn Prince, and we're going to discuss writers from our generation and from the past and how they have impacted us and all of the writers that are slept on, especially black ones. All right, so in comic news with everybody, I've already seen it, but the rest of the world, I know y'all want to go out and y'all want to go this weekend and go see Eternals. Um, I'm not giving out no information on my review of Eternals until tomorrow. Um, So, you know, for everybody that's interested in that. Also, for everybody that is reading Superman, Son of Kal-El, with having a paper shortage and books being on back issue and back order, Issue five is probably going to be delayed because I don't know if you guys know it, but issue five is already sold out completely across the board because that is the big reveal issue of John coming out as bisexual, which honestly, if you don't have it, you're probably either not going to get it or if you do, if you trying to get it, you're going to have to run it to scalpers to get it because they're inflating the prices of it ridiculously crazy already. Like I've seen pre-order prices for like $200 already, like. I mean, it's. I'm not doing that. I mean, it's it's a landmark, you know what I'm saying, in history for real. When we talk about certain topics in in comics, I mean, it is and what it is. It is a landmark for sure. It is an um an event for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, going off into other news with both big publishers, Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just not liking um their 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 overhead personally. I'm not liking. Some of the, I'm enjoying some of the stuff that I'm getting out. I don't know if anybody's paid attention to what we do here at the Completionist. Um, but my brother, he 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 pretty much feels y'all in on a lot of the independent stuff versus where I'm giving y'all a lot of the ongoing Marvel and DC popular stuff. You know, um, I touch on a little bit of independent, but not as much as he does. But with DC and Marvel, if you're following me on my personal page, I've been speaking on that where it's like, well, why, if we can get a Doctor Strange book, I feel like we should get a Doctor Fate book. Yeah. You know, if we, we we keep getting all of these books and honestly, I feel like they're, 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 they're doing too much. Like, we got this amazing Mary Jane book getting ready to come out. Who asked for this? Nobody. Who, who asked for that? Like, since when Mary Jane started being amazing and doing anything? What, what Did I miss something? What is she doing? What was going on? Like, why is there know. why is friendly neighborhood Spider Man, sensational Spider Man, uh, uh, amazing Spider Man, ultimate Spider Man, Miles Morales, uh, Peter Parker, spectacular Spider Man, Gwen, Spider Verse, Spider Gwen, Mary Jane, uh, it's like 
They even got Why Scarlett. We... They even got a run for Scarlett out right yeah, now. Yeah, Scarlett getting get, getting one. Ben Riley is getting one. It's like. Why? Why do we need that? You know, X Men got Infernos, X Men Hellions, you know, X Force, X Factor, like ten, like Saber ten different runs going on. Wolverine, Emma Frost about to get something. Like, why? Why do we need that? And just and don't get me wrong, it ain't Marvel. DC doing it too. Why DC do we, doing it Superman too. and the Authority, Action Comics, Superman, Superman and Batman, Batman, Batman Detective Comics, Batman, 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 Batman. Suicide Squad is starting to <laughs> Dang, something going on outside. Dang, it's an ambulance. What's the hell going on? Uh, somebody popped off. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Um, and that's why I'm pretty much just picking up like specific books. I think I'm picking up enough books where I can talk about it with you guys. The ones that I feel, I guess, are the ones that's the most interesting, while still at the same time they're trying to get what I enjoy. I'm not going to pick it up if I don't enjoy it. Right. Um. Speaking of which, before right. we get off into this main, the main topic of the evening, um, Allegiance art from Walmart. Um, apparently, they're Walmart exclusive books. Um, I was going through Walmart. I don't know if anybody, you guys know it, but Walmart has three different kinds of comic selections. They have a DC uh, selection where it's like you get one price for books. Uh, then Marvel has one where it's like, three books, one price, and then another one where it's seven books and one price. So, but aside from those being the Marvel and DC books, you get some little indie books, and this one is Allegiance. And I read this one, and I actually, I enjoyed it. I really did. And this is the cover. Bash Reeves. Okay, I re- we got... I, I do have that. I, I know I have that. <laughs> we have Brass Reeves. And it's based off of true character, a real character. The goat. He's a U.S. marshal, uh, a bounty hunter turned U.S. marshal. Yes. And he's one of listen, the reasons. He one of the reasons why I became a bounty hunter in the first place. He's a he's a Christian. They they speak on the Holy Bible and things of this in the, yeah. uh, that nature in the book. Yeah. Um, it has amazing artwork in the book. Definitely. So. I was like four, you know, five bucks. You get an independent book. It's pretty thick. It's a pretty, you know, it ain't flimsy at all. Um, it's a good to have for your collection. It's something really interesting. It was different, but I enjoyed it to the point to where um, this is season one, episode one. And um, I enjoyed this enough to say that I'll go back and pick up episodes two and three. Um, the next one I did not read, but I did skim through it. Of course, I always skim through, which was Red Rooster. No, I don't got that one. <laughs> and that's the one you from, was telling me about. Yeah, from just skimming through it, it's like some old Daredevil mixed with some Justice League of America Watchmen type. You know, <laughs> I haven't read this one, but I mean, it it's like dope. some old. It looked dope. Some old Wildcats and Star Girl and it, I don't know. It just the art is good. It looks it's good. very good art. It very is very good art. It just it spoke to me. Um, I haven't read this one. I will pick up the second version of this. Uh, haven't read this yet to get to the story, but I probably I pick up the second version of this as well. And there's two other ones called. They tell them in here. Uh, Futurist 
and Nori Saga. There's all four of them that's ongoing right now. Mm. So okay, I like the I like the little costume too. He actually looked like a rooster. He and I like it because it gave, it gave you that that old school golden age. Yeah, you know, one punch man didn't put much yeah. effort into my costume type shit. Man, uh, incredible! It remind me of the Incredibles or something. Yeah, definitely some Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely have to get some incredible vibes going on with the name and the, right. the costume and the the theme right. and stuff like that. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty much it for the comic news and what's going on over here as far as no manga really news going on. Um, as far as manga goes, you know, paper shortage and. Everything is backed up, you know. Chainsaw, uh, Chainsaw Man is Chainsaw out. Man. That's Chainsaw out. Man. That's like don't drop till December, as well as Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> which are two that I'm collecting. Out of um, stock. They're out of stock though. Um, yeah, out of stock. Like hell. my hero is <laughs> something else that I'm reading and collecting, and I gotta get still get caught up on that. I'm on volume fourteen. Yes. My Hero Volume 14 is where I left off at, so 15, 16, 17, 18. I got I just gotta get caught up on my hero. I, I wanna I wanna say something. Um be since we're on mangas, I want people to really understand when I say that Vinland Saga is one of the best stories I have read in manga form. Vinland Saga for me was it's great. Don't get me wrong. I have no dispute about the writing. My only thing was it kind of felt like the same kind of traditional concept with the whole tragic background, yeah. you know, yeah. type of deal. Yeah, it, had, and, it does have a similar trope. And, I mean, honestly, that's I'm actually getting tired of that in my books and my reading. Not saying oh, that it's, like yeah. I said, like me and you said, like, you know, it ain't too much more stuff that's out there that's too different. But I just kind of, I'm just kind of getting my feel of that. Like me and Amar has spoke on that with Batman. That's why I'm pretty much tired of him. It's like I'm, I'm getting sick of you recycling the same thing. Yeah. Superman, that that tired, that got tired with him real quick. His son is more entertaining at this point now, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I just, I'm getting tired of the Green Lantern, the new Green Lantern ongoing. I'm still reading that online. It's like that's recycling itself. I'm like, I'm feeling like we about to get back to some. Black as night stuff, and I'm like, we don't. You know, don't. you know what I think the problem is, though, bro. On the real, I really do feel like when it comes to um, DC and Marvel specifically, like not no sub company of them, like Black Label or um, you know what I mean, not mm-hmm. nothing like that. I really do feel like they are censoring themselves into a damn pit. Like, they are censoring themselves into the trash bin. They were running themselves into the ground. Yeah, and I really do feel like that because, like I said, they DC, and I'm going to say DC over Marvel on this because DC has better stories that aren't superhero-related when it comes mm-hmm. to, when, it, when you if you compare Marvel and DC. Um and the writing for those stories are decent. They are good. Mm-hmm. Like I love the story "Basket Full of Heads." That was a good story, in my opinion. And that's just an example. House you know of Horror, and House, House of Mysteries. Right. Don't have 
they don't have anything to do with the superheroes. Like, I mean, back in the day, House of Mysteries had something to do with like Constantine and Swamp Thing and stuff, mm-hmm. but this new one doesn't. So it's, it's just my. That's what I'm saying. Like, they need to be able to implement some good writing into these stories and keep that same method of censoring or they going to have to switch up their whole game plan my, and start, you know, doing my something. My thing is with them, they, they're, I feel like they're turning over that leaf where they're focusing too much as far as like the other stuff, movies, media, video games, all this, that, and the other. Cause you saw for like for years, it took for a pandemic to happen for Comic-Con to go back to what mm. Comic-Con originally was supposed, it was supposed to be about, which was the comics. Yeah. Because Comic-Con eventually had turned into just stardom, basically, yeah. where it was just all the movies, the celebrities, right. the actors, the guests. Cosplay. That's what it was. Yeah. The cosplay, the buying the toys or the collectibles and the doorbusters and all this. That right. That. People be, you go get forgot about the books. And everything. Right. They forgot about the books. But now the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, well, you need to be vaccinated or you need to do this, do this, blase, splee. Got to stay six feet apart. We got to make the always bigger. And now they've gotten back to the roots where it's like, come buy the books. We mm-hmm. sell these books. Problem with Marvel and DC, and don't get me wrong, it's not too much Marvel modern age that is a- attracting me right. um, currently, other than probably maybe Thor, Venom, and Hulk, which are my favorites, Moon Knight, Daredevil. Um, but as far aside from them, it's like, Marvel hasn't, they're not doing, Marvel don't do anything other than superhero when you really think about it. They don't put nothing else out there other than They don't do a lot that's not um, superhero. They do have some, they do have some titles like they have Star Wars and they have. um, Yeah, but they, they count that under action adventure hero genre. Yeah, yeah. And like action adventure science fiction is like, other than Star Wars, it's like, what is, y'all not really putting nothing out. Y'all don't, they don't have a black label. They don't have any really like anything I'm going, like that. I'm going to my archive list real fast. I'm I I think I have some. Um... Cause and at the same time, when I think about that, Marvel, Marvel don't have many writers that grab my attention. Uh, Matt Kay, uh, Cates, Hewing, uh. Zardesky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm feeling like that's it. Uh, Williams, I think it's Williams that was on trial of Magneto's. Williamson, yeah. Um, yeah, Hickman. One, yeah, the only one that I could think of, and I only read one um, volume one is um, hold on, what's the name of this shit? Um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That's like a little old western um, thing that they popped off. And that's what I was. That's what I've been stressing about. With um, if y'all, like I said, if y'all follow me on my, my personal page, and I've been spamming y'all with it, is they nothing is new, nothing is new under the sun. It's all been done before. So bring it back, bring some of that back. Like bring the western drop genre back. When a few years ago, when the Django comics hit, those right. comics was great. Those were some great comics. Django and Zorro was great. Django with Zorro was great. Bring bring that genre back. They can bring back the war genre. It's like mm-hmm. all we got is superhero, fantasy, and science fiction. Man, that's, that's what I'm it. saying. They gotta be able to, like, y'all have the all the resources. Like, there really is no excuse for y'all not being able to. You know what I'm saying? 
brainstorm in the room, sit, sit in the lab, and be like, we want to do something risky. We got the money to do it. Let's got, do something different. We got the big three, which is fantasy, science fiction, and hero, I guess you want to say, action adventure. With the other two, to some degree, being supernatural slash horror. I kind of feel like horror is taking over in the comic book industry right now. That, and then when the last one is romance. Yeah, when and it the, comes to the writing. And the only reason romance getting thrown out there is because they sexualize everything so much. Everything, mm-hmm. they got to have some type of sexual something in every book now, no matter what it is. Right. Like, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. And they be pushing that it. Way. You know, they they're they're pushing that. You, you should be able to. You should be able to express yourself artistically through writing without having to. Add, you can. Don't get me wrong, but you should be able to have some type of romantic story. If you are a romance writer, there should be romance without any type of sexual anything. Like you should be able to, like, have that. You know, without that. Definitely. It doesn't do nothing for the story. It doesn't do nothing. It doesn't it doesn't move the story. It's like how does what does this have sexualizing this book? Like I said on the post, it's getting to the point now where it's like it's almost unavoidable. And the only way you could only honestly avoid it is by not buying it or not reading it. That's it. Other than that, it's like you gone you gonna hit that wall. You gonna hit it. Like boom, okay, here go this book. Oh, they're they're bisexual. Oh, here go this book. Oh, they're gay. Oh, here go the new Wonder Woman book, Nebula. Oh, she's a transgender. Like, you gon' hit it. Right. Nobody bought that Nebula Wonder Woman Amazon's book. Nobody bought that no. book going in knowing anything about a transgender man in the book. Everybody went in thinking, oh, it's a black, black African American lady sister. Let's read it. Let's support. Let's grab it. Boom. Transgender is like, ain't Amazon, ain't Themyscira only for women? What happened here? What's going on? I mean... So... You get the you get the you get the change and boom now you can be on Themyscira. That's hey <laughs> hey hey. And I like I said that comes down to the writers because when you really look at the archives when yeah. you go through the list of the stuff that's been written, it's like it's not a lot of stuff getting written. King and Black was like the last major big event, and that was Kate's um, as far as the main series, and people loved it. Mm-hmm. But I honestly believe had it not been Kate's, it probably wouldn't have been good. Had it not been Kate's, it's like honestly, honestly, because the Phoenix, the little Phoenix Force run when the Phoenix Force hit everybody, that was kind of okay. It wasn't great. Um, I, and I be was, telling people like, when you read stuff, do y'all settle for just okay? No, I I just be mm-hmm. like, I mean, uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. Like, I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh, this was the greatest thing I read all year. Like, that's not, mm-hmm. I'm not, that's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, people be really hyping some stuff up sometimes. Like, I'll post a panel, like, I'll post a scan or something, you know what I'm saying? That might have, that I might liked, you know what I'm saying? A lot, you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, show people, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. But, it, it, you know, yeah. I don't like to, it's so much shit out here, and I've and I've been saying this for the, really the past three years. Even when I mean, not the past three years, the past five years, ever since really, um, I met a lot of the guys in the group, um, and stuff on Facebook. I used to tell mm-hmm. them all the time, like independent comics and like Image and Valiant 
and Boom Studios and IDW, like they are, they have always been better. They've been better. They have had better stories for a while. Marvel and think DC about just have that. more popular stories. When you think about that, yes, this is this is facts. Marvel and DC has that 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 monumental name behind them. They have that that history and that monumental name behind them. Disney but when you and look Warner at our brothers, <clears throat> correct. <laughs> and then you look at our current modern day comics and you look at our issues and our comics now that we're we have a lot of our writers a lot of our writers not our artists we're not talking about artists people because it's right. you know it's some it's some fan art people out here and some they independent are. artists out here that's that ain't got noticed yet that ain't got <laughs> signed yet that's out here so we're right. not going to talk about art okay right but writing back, back. when we're looking at writers you gotta think about that Donny Cates, a lot of people, myself included, love Cates' work, but he started in Image. Al Hewing started in Boom, started in IDW. You know what I'm saying? Tinian started over in Image. Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at this type of stuff. Zardesky, right. IDW, Dark Horse. You know, it's like there's a pattern here. I miss Dark Horse. I didn't even say Dark Horse. Dark Horse as well. It's like the writers start with these independent publishers. They put that good work out there. Marvel and DC see it like, oh. And then they pick their oh. ass up. Oh, well, let's 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 sign him to a little something, something. And throw him on one of these big books. Because right. you got to think about it. You got to think about it. Bendis, he did Ultimate Comics. Marvel kind of just like brought him mm-hmm. in. Like all kind of almost off the street. That was really before he started. Like kind of a little right before the modern like silver like whole social media thing. They brought him in, let him off the leash. He did the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. They let him go. Which his, don't get me wrong, his Ultimate Universe thing was good. Mm-hmm. He's a great writer when it comes to doing a big event. When he's doing something ongoing, that is is is, is dog shit. It's pure. <laughs> it's pure shit. It's like. And everything, and it, and it got to the point where it's so shitty, it's like you question everything that he put out at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, well, who's the ongoing? Bendis? Hmm. hmm. Do I, do I want to read that? Like, hmm. And it's like, it is getting like that with a lot of artists. I mean, a lot of writers. It's getting a lot, lot of that to the point now, like I said, like, for me, went from wanting to follow characters and buying the characters or purchasing the characters. And well, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, though. I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man was my shit, man. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man was great. Ultimates was great. Ultimate X-Men was great. He did his thing when he created that world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then they, they were like, oh, well, we'll give you more money. You, you gotta come over. You gotta come with us full-time, and we're gonna destroy the Ultimate Universe. He's like, alright, cool. <laughs> and then he's just been like that since. Man, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like I said, with with writing, the literature has gotten to the point. Maybe it's because I'm older. I don't know. But like I said, for a while, Spawn is like the only character I collect where it's strictly character. Everything that I grab with Spawn is like I pick it up. Ooh, Spawn! I'm getting this. Ooh, look, there was some more Spawn. Ooh, I'm getting this. Yeah. I don't even be looking at nothing. I just I see him and I grab it. All this other stuff now is like I would have never grabbed this Superman had it not been Tom Taylor. I would have never picked this up. I wouldn't have gave two dams about Son of Kal-El, him being bisexual or anything going on with him. 
I wouldn't have gave no crap about it. But I was like, ooh, Tom Taylor. Ooh, okay. So now that's why I said the, on our last episode, I didn't feel like I was reading a Superman book. I felt like I was reading a Tom Taylor book. I was reading something from Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the deceased and some of these odd ass titles that we get now from DC, Black Label, or even from Marvel, we get some of that that weird stuff. It's like, well, who's writing it? I don't want that. Who writing that? No, I, don't, I don't want. I don't, I don't want that. What? What is it? I don't want this. Mm-mm. And I've I've noticed that, <clears throat> and I, and I really did. Man, what I noticed cool. about Milestone. Milestone came back, and for your people that don't know, Brandon Thomas, uh, Chris Schumeyer, and all of them, what I liked about DC doing with the new Milestone books is that they brought in a a lot of black writers and a lot of black artists, and to me, I think that's part of why those books are doing well, because you brought in people that can actually relate to those characters not only relate to them characters, but draw the characters, embody yeah. them characters, and have those characters look how we want them to look and envision how they were supposed to look. A couple of, like, Static with the dreads and all of that. He looks awesome. Icon, he looks awesome, you know. And that's that's just how I feel, because here's my thing. When you think about it, there are some characters that their popularity base is based off the writer. Yeah. Batman, because of how popular Batman is, you can damn near put anything on Batman because he's one of them characters where people gonna bat him because he's the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Black Panther needs a writer. Black Panther needs a good writer. Every time they tried to put out a Black Panther where it was ongoing, they wound up canceling like somewhere between yeah. five and ten or maybe twelve issues in and canceled it because it was shit writing. Every single time, and he needs a writer. Blade on, like I told people on, I, y'all saw my post. Blade has had two hundred and eighty-seven appearances in comics because he hasn't had a consistent ongoing series, hasn't had a consistent writer. Right. So he just makes features and appearances in other people's books. But you got to think about two hundred eighty-seven, eighty-seven appearances from a guy that's basically in a never-ending battle with vampires. Right. Vampires never be fully one hundred percent gone. But Punisher has over close to a thousand or something with multiple ongoings at that. With occasionally, he has had a few writers occasionally. And And you just sometimes wonder, you know what I mean? Like when some of these cats do these, um, when some of these cats write these comic books, right? And it does have shit writing. And you just be thinking to yourself, like, where, like, like, what went wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like if you're going to write anything for a character, I feel like you should know the history and do your research, you know, read up on them. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them be fucking up continuity. And the thing about it is, as well, is that the company, they don't be giving a shit about it. Mm Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think that also comes down into play with the characters. Like, what's that preview guy that? Here it is. Like, we getting down into the characters. You get, like, we get another Wolverine book, y'all. <laughs> Where it's all of him throughout the throughout the series and all of that. And it's like, I'm not interested in that. You getting the thing. 
They're giving us a solo thing. You telling me Fantastic Force the thing. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Listen, I got nothing against Ben Grum. By no means. I don't have nothing right, against no Fantastic Force. That's brother, man. man. That's brother, man. That's brother, man. But somewhere in Marvel's big universe of characters. They 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 looked at every they they and this is my thing. I want y'all. I want to believe that they looked at everybody. Luke Cage is pretty good, you know. He's awesome. Ooh, Blade is good too. We haven't done something lately with Punisher. He's out there. He looks he's looking well. Jessica Jones is out there looking well. Misty Knight, you know, is out there. <laughs> Nova. We haven't done nothing with Rich Richards in a minute. We got Kid Nova on the champion, but we haven't really touched on Nova Core or like Nova himself. Like you know. Ooh, look. All right. The thing. The thing. Let's give him a solo and an ongoing. Shit is hilarious, bro. When the last time you heard somebody say, oh, well, hey, man, what's your top five Marvel characters? The Thing? Not never. I, I like The Thing. He definitely Not a never. top five. Nah. With feats, people he beat and all that, he still don't come up. I blame Immortal Hulk. Ever since he fought Immortal Hulk, Everybody and they mama, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know. Look, my thing with that is Ben Grimm, Namor, and Abomination has always fought the damn Hulk. That ain't mm-hmm. nothing new. Nothing new. Giant Man, Maestro, Wolverine, they always fight the Hulk. That is nothing new. That shouldn't have been enough to be like, ooh, let's give the thing a solo before Blade. And I'm not saying Blade's popularity is enough where it was like, ooh, you know, Blade, let's grab him and get him all going. But y'all do got a movie of the nigga coming it out. It should it should be enough. I was just about to say, shit, that shit enough to me. And like I said, I do want to believe that Marvel just does that on purpose where they, they announce a movie for a character and then they wait to, as we get closer to that movie to start pushing to that character. Shit, right. Because now we got Shang-Chi. We've been asking for. We really been talking about Shang Chi for a while, cause niggas have been talking about um, Richard Dragon, the Karate Kid for DC for a while, because they really don't be writing for him either. Bron Tiger don't get wrote for. Bron Tiger don't get wrote for. Like they have both sides have characters that they can expound on and create great stories for. And that's like they did it for Bane, like they, like they did it for Bane when, you know what I'm saying, did his background, he own, got his own island, you know what I'm saying? He, you know got his own people, you know what I'm saying? That was that was dope. It was no different than like the Doom series. He had the 10 books yeah. and it was like that series could have been so much better. It could have so been great. so much more. It could have been so much more. Had y'all gave it a better writer and you know longer than just 10 books. But it's like it's like y'all couldn't think of nothing to do with Doom. Like y'all and you know why they couldn't think of nothing to do? And this is part of the reason a lot of these books fails and why they can't think of nothing to do with the characters is because they're trying to change the damn character. Yeah, the they're trying to change along. the character, right. <laughs> Doom a villain. Let let him be a villain. Right. Y'all they trying to make him into good. something he's not. Right. Y'all trying to make him into something he ain't. Like this shit ass. I like, like that, he's not even an anti-hero. I don't even want it, y'all to it make only him that. Works with a little bit of characters. Venom anti-hero worked. Venom works as an anti-hero mm-hmm. or yeah. a villain. He works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, but Venom Eddie works. Brock isn't evil. You know what I mean? But that ain't why. The reason it I mean, works is because he's a part of Spider-Man's universe. Yeah. Doctor Doom don't work as a anti-hero or nothing outside of that because he's part of Fantastic Four universe. And when you think of the Fantastic Four, how many villains, arch villains, arch enemies do they really got? Oh, the Scroll, the Kree, Galactus. Galactus, everybody damn enemy. Mm-hmm. The Scroll is everybody's enemy. The Kree is right. everybody's enemy. It's not too mm-hmm. much you can do when he's placed inside that small ass bubble. But y'all couldn't do nothing with Doom. But y'all gonna give us the thing. Right, the thing. And y'all chose that over hell and, and the human torch. Who Listen, I feel like is probably the most popular of the members. That's what I was just about to say. I was about to say I'd rather get my nigga, you know what I'm saying, get human torch, you know what I'm saying, over anybody in the group. Franklin and his sister. The kids something y'all could've, y'all could've right, like that. they could write more for the damn kids. Y'all could have gave us the kids. Y'all, it's like, y'all snatched blood. That's to me. That's no different than plucking any of the other characters. Like when they plucked Nightcrawler for Dawn think, of X, it was like, bro. I think they do this shit to. I think they do this shit to us on purpose. I think like that they do this. I think that they make us mad on purpose because they know that we love comic books. They know we ain't gonna stop reading them. They know that we ain't gonna stop talking about them. But th- but that's one of them things where I told you on the post. I said all publicity is good publicity because. Here's the thing. It's, it's based off of us. It's just yeah. like the scalping. It's like scalping almost when you think about it. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5's people scalping them at $2,000 and all this, that, and other, but they're doing it because dummies is buying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if dummies is buying it, why would I lower the price? Why Marvel and DC are on, on that same ticket. They're like, oh, well, well I'm going to put this out there because they're going to buy it. But if you don't buy it, then they're going to pull that shit back. Like, well, this is a fail. Let's not do that again. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's not do this again. But my problem with, even though they're not doing it again, hell, they're not doing it again, but they're not even putting nothing new out. Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Hawkgirl, Justice League of Society. Even though this is a superhero in a way, I enjoy the new um, character Arrow. Now, for people who don't know who Arrow is, Arrow is a Japanese girl who has the power of air. See, it's actually a dope story, and I actually like the illustration. But that is a superhero story, and she's a part of the Marvel universe now. So, I so we so that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, I gr- like, I agree. Like like when they came out with, I think was it DC? They came out with all those new characters, Sideways, and all of them. Yeah. When they dropped all those new characters, them new characters could have popped off had they Sideways. Sideways was a dope character for real. If they would have gave them good writers, right? You can't give, you can't introduce nobody new and bring somebody new out there and expect them to hit, and you not pushing them or have nobody behind them. Noel made it the way he made it because Cates was behind that. Cosmic Ghostwriter made it the way he made it because Cates was behind that. Dope ass story. Son of Kal-El is making it the way he's making it because Taylor is behind it. And, and you know what's like, funny? And I said this before, and I want to actually say this again. I'm glad that we are talking about this. I really am glad we're talking about this. This is, I think it's going to be a hot podcast episode because I have been collecting comic books since I was 11 years old. Um, And I've never just, I never paid attention to the writers. 
The only time I paid attention to writers was when I was reading novels. And I really didn't start paying attention to writers of comic books until like a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. Because it it just wasn't, it just really, like, either it was good or it wasn't. And if it mm-hmm. was good, I'm going to remember the title of the comic, and I'm going to tell you what the title of the comic is. I don't care who wrote it. I just know that this comic was good. But now I'm starting to understand that it is important to know who these writers are, and it's important, you know what I'm saying, to, like, try to push these companies to get the, you know what I'm saying? Like Twitter is <clears throat> one thing about Twitter. You can get a mo- you can get a motherfucker to hear what you said. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can tag everybody in their mama and they going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody going to read it. And you going like you can tag Scott Snyder or anybody or Donnie Cates or anybody and be like, "Man, you need to put him on the next project and we ain't buying it unless you do." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and I, and they will have to at least listen or consider. <clears throat> See, for me, um, back in 2000, I'm gonna say 2003, and I walked into one of my local LCSs um, when I lived in Michigan, and I mm-hmm. grabbed. Uh, I remember that the the years like between that 2003, my high school era, between 2003 2007, I grabbed Invincible, uh, I grabbed Walking Dead, I grabbed mm-hmm. Spawn. Um, I've been grabbing Spawn since '92. Uh, mm-hmm. My older brother also likes the character. My older brother, you know, used to try and draw him as best as he could and stuff like that. And I've been reading Spawn since. But I picked something up when I grabbed Invincible One, and I read it. I was like, "Damn, this is good!" And I kept going. Damn, this is good. I kept going. I kept going. Walking Dead came out. I go in. I'm like, "Damn, a zombie book? Ooh, I love zombies. It's black and white. Ooh, I picked it up." And it wasn't until like 2012 when New 52 hit with DC mm-hmm. and it was Swamp Thing. Y'all know how I am with my Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Swamp Thing. I'm reading Swamp Thing. And I'm, I got Swamp Thing on my pull list. I got Batman on my pull list. And I'm reading these books and I'm like this Batman is really good. This Swamp Thing is really good. Ooh, look. Whoever this Snyder person is is writing both these books. This Scott Snyder guy is writing both Swamp Thing and Batman, and it kept going. And then eventually I looked at it, I was like, dang, so this Robert Kreckman guy is on this Walking Dead and Invincible. Okay, okay. Got into the Ultimate Universe. I was catching up on that. I'm like, okay. Miles Morales, Bendis, okay, okay. Ultimate, Mm -hmm. Bendis, okay, okay. Ultimate Wolverine, Ultimate Fantastic Four, all Bendis. But then this is when I started paying attention to the writers for real paying attention as I was reading Swamp Thing I think it was like volume issue like 16 or 17 and I was like this is this is terrible this is bad this is this is shit <laughs> what the fuck is this and I closed it and I looked and I'm like oh the writer ain't Snyder no more what? it ain't Snyder no more I'm like oh well okay I can go ahead and leave this alone then the hell is this I don't want to read this. And that's what it was for me. But all at the same time, this is my this is a thing for people. When when you're reading a comic, when you're reading anything, it's any form of reading anything, you gotta grab your attention and it has to hold your attention. And a lot of times the writers can do that for you. It got, like I, I didn't know, I'm gonna say that again for y'all that didn't hear it. It has to grab your attention, 
once it grabs you, it got to hold you. It got to keep you there. Yes. Some people attention span ain't as long as this comic book. Some people would be people, like, people attention span is as, as, as short as my damn pinky. Man, like it's not, it's not even as long. Man, yeah, it's like my and I'm now. and I'm saying that to say it's a different. The reason I'm saying that is because there's definitely a different era of writers, which I honestly feel our generation, our era of writers, has the best writers. That's my yes. personal opinion. Okay, yes. reason I say that is because. I think with us growing up, looking at the the Neil Adams and the Decos and the Kirby's, Ramada Juniors, the Stan Lees, the Frank Millers, uh, Todd McFarlane's, I think growing up, you know, Donnie Cates looked up to those people. Yeah. Tom Taylor looked up to them guys. Scott Snyder looked up to them guys. And from there, it became more of just an expanding their imagination not necessarily having a great idea but just having an idea in general because you got to think about it McFarlane before he was the right because McFarlane is writing great right now but when he started yeah. out he was just an artist he was it was just his creative mind he created mm-hmm. Venom he created Spawn he was he's the co-creator of Venom but he's the full creator of Spawn it was like you know that was just his thing same with Stan Lee who created what half 50% of Marvel by himself and then co-created another 50% of it is the same thing. It was their the imagination. I think our writers has taken that imagination and applied that to the writing. Yeah. Um, to a I better agree. degree. I agree. To a better degree. Not saying that their writing back then wasn't great or that it wasn't good because, like I said, Frank Miller can knock some shit out the park. I think Frank Miller can knock some shit out the park now. Yeah. Frank Alan Miller Moore, definitely got some classics. Alan Moore... I think he can knock some shit out of the park now if he really wanted to. Like, do you, listen, listen, for the retired artists and writers and them guys, listen, if if they announced a, a Swamp Thing book right now and said, oh, Alan Moore writing the first five, then they're going to fly off the show. They're gone. They're gone. Okay. Yeah. Right. Period. They're they're gone, and that's the same thing. Uh, R.I.P. to the legend, Stan the Man Lee. But it's the same for him. People shit on him. Oh, he's just a creator. He wasn't great at writing. Listen, I'm currently reading Tales to Astonish, Silver Age, and I got this one today. Uh, issue fifty, first time the Incredible Hulk made an appearance um, to cross over into Tales of Astonish, and Hulk remains in this series all the way into the end of it at one hundred one. In this book here, of course, this is one of the, it's a whole book. Um, this ain't really a two-in-one. They, they fighting this. But Stan Lee did a good job of writing this book, dialogue in this book, and it just was really enjoyable. It was, it was I can almost say it was damn near fun. I feel like that's what Stan Lee probably was looking for when he was writing this shit. Like, ooh, fun. You know what I'm saying? I feel and, like this. When we talking about writing, and we're talking about creating, period. Just think about... I want people that are religious to think about something. And I'm not... No, I'm not about to shade anybody. I just want people that's religious to think about this. Think about your creator. And think about how you think... How amazing it is, it is that your creator created you and all of the people 
on this planet, right? Now imagine writers creating worlds and characters, many of them. You know what I'm saying? Co-creating or whatever the case may be, it was still his mind that helped create these characters. That is not easy. That's why Stanley. There's an interview with Stanley. There's an interview with Stanley saying himself that regardless, he said it. He said regardless of how good of a writer some people may think I am, or how bad of a writer some people may think I am, he didn't believe that his stories will grow or prosper the way they did had they not put the artist behind him. Had he not had the privilege to work with like Kirby or Deco and all of them, they Ramada and all of them, it probably wouldn't have been what it was. But it was because they put those artists with him. And I feel like back then, Bronze Silver Age, I felt like that was all all the artists. The pencilers, mm. the artists, the, yeah. the inkers. It was, they were the ones that was bringing the books to life because it's a small portion. You know, you get a story right on the damn cover. You get so much put on the cover. You get the title. You get a little subtitle. You get little ads. You get word bubbles. You got so much on the cover of the book. That it was like you know it made it interesting, right? It made you want to go pick it up because they they put so much on there. Versus now, you know, you just get a you get picture in the title. You know what I'm saying in the title. Yeah, you get a you get a picture in the title. You know, and and then some degree, you know, they didn't start doing the virgin variants where you know you get a a virgin variant with nothing on the damn thing except the barcode. You know, <laughs> or you might get a barcode on the back of that bit. You know, you may not get nothing. I just you know? think that I just think when we talk about writers, you know, especially like talking about the past generation, I mean the past and talking about the present, you know, they're also like like I want I want people to also understand that comic books now are not more raunchy or gritty than they were back in the day. There were comic books that were created back in the day that were definitely for way for adults. So Cherry. let me just say that. Can't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Any, dude, just listen. They don't Fitz. understand. Fitz, you know, like, come on. All the, all these characters, bro, that were comic books, the, the title, it was X-rated. They didn't even have, they, there wasn't no Y'all got to think about M. it. For a long time, they didn't have a comic coat. No. Neil Adams drew a controversial cover where Speedy, you know, had the needles with the cocaine on his Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow issue eighty-seven. That book didn't really have a comic code, but it's a big controversial issue. Same with, I think, She-Hulk thirty-four, where it's the astonishing She-Hulk and she's covered up with the jump. They asking her to like jump rope naked, and she's covered up with the ticket of the comic code. She's covering herself up with a piece of paper there, that has the comic code on. There are there is a comic book company called Dope um, Comics. Um, they came out in I believe the fifties. They have they have a comic book series basically of people being high on LSD and shrooms and things like that, and just all the you know the whole um, Silver Surfer mm-hmm. Black you know what I'm saying type of you know what I'm saying um, <laughs> illustration that goat shit you know what I'm saying? like that's <laughs> listen for for those. Listen, I would need somebody from that era. I need somebody that grew up in bronze and silver age era, which I do got a couple uncles and a couple friends that talk about it. And I would ask them, um, who your who your top five writers or top ten writers? Um, from that specific era, sixties and seventies, that era specifically, who was your favorite writers? 
Of course, I'm going to get some Frank Millers and some Alan Moores and all this, that, and other. But I'm definitely, listen, Stan Lee is easily a top five, maybe a top ten. Yeah, I'll say top ten. If he's not, if he's not, think about that. 2021, if Stan Lee was still here, Alan Moore is still here, Frank Miller is still here. 2021, if they threw out a Daredevil book and said Frank Miller was writing it, y'all would buy it because y'all know how legendary his Daredevil run was. Swamp Thing, Alan Moore, or or Doomsday Clock. Had Doomsday Clock been written by Alan Moore, it would have sold a lot more. A lot more people would have bought, bought Doomsday Clock. But it's no different than Stan Lee. If Stan Lee was still alive today and this Silver Surfer Reborn was getting ready to drop, they said, oh, yeah, we got legendary writer Stan Lee to do Silver Surfer Reborn. Everybody going to go buy it just because his name is attached to if it he, as the writer. If he would have actually went through with publishing Excelsior, that shit would have been out of stocks in 24 hours. And people say right. is is. People people tie his name with it like oh well he's just he's just a creator and he's monumental that's why it is what it is no he put in work Stan Lee wasn't just, Stan Lee overnight he, he wasn't just orchestrating telling niggas to do shit he was in the lab you know what I'm saying and he wasn't yeah. Stan Lee overnight he wasn't the man overnight he didn't get the nickname the man for a reason he got Stan the man Lee for a reason. That nigga, that took that nigga like thirty years to get like to get that hot, bro. They almost oh, went bankrupt. They almost went bankrupt, nigga. He was they in there writing. Went, yeah, they almost had to sell their company. He was writing that journey into the mysterious store. He was writing that Daredevil. He was writing that uh, Silver Surfer. He was writing that Fantastic Four. There are some people that has told me that Silver Sword, Silver uh, Age, Fantastic Four is some of the greatest writing and reading that they've ever done. I've got uncles yeah. and other comic people that have told me this. And for me, you know, I'm 32. I'm like, Fantastic it Four. It was definitely more interesting than Thor. But that's my thing. It's like, Fantastic Four. I couldn't wrap my brain around that for the love of me. Like, Fantastic Four. Because when I think of them as a whole, I'm like, this, they suck. I, don't, I would not read Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four had to be featured with somebody else. You got a Fantastic Four featured with the Avengers. Fantastic Four featured with X-Men. They would have to be featured with somebody else. Them just by themselves was not interesting, but a lot of people tell me, oh, Stan Lee's writing on Fantastic Four hit different. When the Fantastic Four met Black Panther. His first appearance is in Black Panther. And uh, for people that don't know about that book, Stan Lee wrote that. That was Stan Lee's Fantastic Four first appearance of Black Panther where Stan Lee announced to the world that Black Panther was the most dangerous man in the world. That was Stan Lee. Stan Lee with Luke Cage with the unbreakable skin. That was Stan Lee's brand and his some of his writing and stuff. It's like come on now. X-Men. Like we just gotta give you know like I still, like I said, I agree with you. You know, this generations of writers are just better. Mark Millar, Donnie Cates, um, Neil Gaiman, David Walker. He's a black, he's a black writer. He just, he wrote Bitterroot. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, and there are comic book companies out here. You know what I'm saying? That's putting out great content. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it, it, they out here, man. Comic Republics, Unique Universe, Black Sands Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? They all they there's great writing out here, man. There's great writing out here. And Mike really Mignola. Feel, 
Right, Tanisi Coates. Um, Tanisi Coates, I feel like, is a good writer as well. I feel like he get a lot of, um, a lot of hate, but I I think he do his thing, especially with the last Black Panther run. It wasn't that great, but it definitely kept us reading until the end. <laughs> that's definitely. All I mean, like, I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. But um, the writer, it's definitely writers out here, man. Like, and we have to. That's, I see the I, name. And I got yeah, and I got that. Yep. Yarsky. Bro. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't give um the writers credit. A lot of people are looking for feats and um art. And, yeah, and, and and right, crazy ass illustrations. You know what I'm saying? That show some type of blood or explosion. It's it, you know a lot of and I think that anime has something to do with that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I do feel like you know um, a lot of the fans are unfair, man. And I feel like a lot of you are unfair because of the because y'all y'all haven't expound I mean expanded your archives you haven't expanded your library you ain't left you out you ain't left out that circle of what you're you're used to right you're, you know not everybody likes change I, I know that some of y'all will read some of these stories and think that the hero is gonna be at the end of the story and he ended up not. You know, since some of y'all think that the main character is going to be the good guy, he ends up not. And that's because y'all read these stories that tell you the same story over and over again. Listen, I'll listen, I'll read what I read now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, some of it is personal that I enjoy in life, but some of it I read because I'm just re- I'm reading it and reviewing it for y'all, which Sad to say, within our comic world now, like my partner said, is most of it is just y'all looking at the art or y'all just looking for that next big feat to use in whatever little versus debate that y'all trying to make up for y'all, you know, group or your yes. friends or whatever. Definitely. And y'all not actually reading the books. Um, or most of y'all are just like, you know, checking them out online and only getting, you know, half-assing it because you can close the tab and all this, that, and other. I, I have literally seen people comment in these groups and debates and say that they fucking read, they look at the comics just for fees. But the biggest one of them all is that people are buying the books, not never opening the book or reading the book, and they're just wanting to resell the book for the value of the book. They're just... They're scalping it. They're not reading it. They're just a vendor that's just trying to make money yeah. off of the product. Um, so for me, I felt like my job was, you know, hey, look, Superman, Son of Kal-El is a hot book. It's expensive. People are buying it, selling it. But aside from that, how about you open it and read it? Because it's awesome. Um, now, listen, a lot of, yeah, a lot of I'm going to say the artwork is 30% of the book for me. If your artwork can exceed the thirty percent mark, then I, you know, I can I can deal with it. Because like I said, Silver Surfer Black was what five books, and I struggled to get through that. Regardless of how great Dottie Cates wrote that, I struggled getting through there because it was like this shit is making me damn nauseous looking at this crap. You know, <laughs> so 
And if y'all paid attention, like in, in like in the preview guide and stuff like that, um, when they're announcing these books, they the the companies give recognition to the writers, mm-hmm. all star team of you know writing writer Peter Davis and artist Ryan Stegman. They be giving they give it to y'all because it don't be just sometimes it don't just be the names on the front of the comic book. Sometimes mm-hmm. it be actual people that be assisting more to the comic. They just be in the, you know, contents and not the contents, you know, the um, what's the name in the back. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it be in the front. Either way, you know, it'd be different. You know, it's not, it's not, it, you know, it'd be different, man. Especially with Marvel and DC, it'd be so many different writers. You really can't even keep up unless they writing is just that good. I'll be feeling like he got something to do with, with who's writing it. Like, like I said, like this, Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond. This, I personally wouldn't be buying this book. Personally. I would not, I would not never probably look into this book and buy yeah, this I book. But, would. it's written by Jed McKay, who's writing Death of Doctor Strange and Moon Knight. Mm. Great writer. Great writer. You know what I'm saying? So, I may... And just based off that, I may look into it. We getting a J. Scott Campbell variant. We getting a Zeb uh, Zeb Webb's variant, Peach Momoko variant. It's like mm, Adam Hughes, Art Ground. It's like okay, I may look into it because <laughs> it's the writer. I would probably never even a thousand years think about that because of you know who it is. But maybe I'll just probably check it out because of the writer. And it's a one shot. Yeah, I'm gonna Amazing let you, Spider-Man 87. Same thing. I'm a, Jed McKay. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna let you read that and then I'm gonna wait, wait till you review it and then I'll check it out. If it's it's a one shot, so I probably that's what I'm saying. Like I probably would have never in a thousand years if it was like it was an ongoing or something like that. I probably would have never a thousand years probably never picked that book up. But <laughs> you know, it's the writers like you know, just like this new uh, Ben Riley Spider-Man. It's a five book series, and you get uh. Matters and for those that don't know who Matters is, J.M. Matters, um, the writer, uh, he wrote Craven's Last Hunt. Y'all didn't like that story, it's like, hey, you know? Craven's Last Hunt was dope, you know, like, like this. I'm a, I've, I've been looking for number one, it is this is the cover of number two, but Electra, Black, White, and Blood. Oh, do you like Electra, Terry? No, have you ever thought about collecting or reading Electra? No. But guess what? Tom Taylor's writing it. Yeah, you're going to have to check that He out. wrote Injustice. Mm-hmm. He's writing Superman. He's writing Dark Age. Tom Taylor's writing it. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out. See, that's you know? what I'm saying, man. Now I know, like, when you got a writer that wrote dope shit, you got to follow him, you know what I'm saying? If you want to keep reading. I'm following my writers. Shit. I'm following them like how I be following my team, my, my favorite player on sports teams. That's why we having this episode, brother. We got to get these, get our people hip to, you know, to the, um, the, um. When it's a writer, you know, I don't really know. And that's for those that people, because people will answers. use that. People will use that like, oh, well, what if you don't know anything about the writer? That's when you go back to the basics and you say, you know what? Yep. This yep. this looks kind of cool. Let me. Uh, this looks kind of interesting. Let me check this out. Now you got to judge the book by its cover because now you got to say, oh, this looks kind of interesting. Let me flip through that. Oh, the artwork is nice too. 
yeah, I think I'm gonna pick this up. Then you go home and you like, okay, this is a good book or this is shit. You know, Blade came out. Dark Hole cover looked at sweet. Character is really cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay. You opened it up. You like, you know what? This art is crap. This art shitty as hell. But maybe the writing is awesome. Mm-hmm. Which Silver Surfer Black is is always going. We gonna always use that here because to me, Silver Surfer <laughs> Black had some great writing with some horrible artwork. That's my opinion of that book. Or that then, the artwork was great. <laughs> some people, it, it may, it's, it's not for everybody. Some people probably loved it. Ooh, this is probably some of the best artwork they've ever seen. It was not for me. I, no, I really do understand, though, for the audience listening. I really do understand what he means. It definitely is not for everyone. It's not everyone's taste visually. But for a person like me, I like that weird type shit. This Luke Cage, <laughs> City of Fire. I'm going to check that out. Do I know the writer? Nope. But Daredevil? Kind of cool, electric, cool. Luke Cage is. A, I love Luke Cage. Why not check it out? I like the. I like the the concept of the characters. Check it out. You know why not? But like this Benjamin uh, person for this this Wolverine. Nah, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that. <laughs> I don't care for the character. You know I ain't about to care for the writer. Y'all, y'all gonna yeah, come keep that. I haven't cared for Wolverine, and it really stopped with House of M. I love She-Hulk. Do I know the writer? No, but I love my I love my sensei. I'm I'm glad she going back to the uh, sensational She-Hulk mm-hmm. instead of the savage She-Hulk. Yeah, I love my sensational She-Hulk. Yeah, sensational She-Hulk. I mean, we all grew up on sensational She-Hulk. You know, like I told, like I, I just told everybody this past Wednesday. Silver Surfer coming back out with a new title. The writer, Ron Ron Mars. Do I know who that is? Have I followed that person? Have I read any of his work? Maybe. But is that name not ringing a bell to where it just makes me say, I got to get this. No, I'm going to get it because it's Silver Surfer and Mm Marvel. And I'm going to go from there and let y'all know, like, hey, look, I like the characters, but this book either great or it's not. Sabretooth coming out. Victor Levine, Victor Levine, who who is that? I don't know who that is, brother. Who's that? But I'm gonna check out the saber too. I'm gonna check it out. You know, like Don Slot is on Fantastic Four. I didn't know that. Jason Aaron is on a uh, Avengers Forever. Also, two great writers. This is what I was trying to get to. The thing I was trying to get to that. Watcher Mosley. Who who is this? Who is Walter Mosley? The thing. The the thing. I, I can't stress that enough. The thing. Getting a book about the thing. They need to do more of this. Captain America, Iron Man, kind of giving us that old school tales of suspense type of feel from the Silver Age. They need to give us more of that. Go back to some of those bases. Give us some Marvel team-ups. You know, give us some tales to astonish and some strange tales and stuff like that. Go back to y'all roots. Go back to what made y'all Marvel. Go back to what made y'all great. And if y'all, look, if they, they bring those titles back, all they got to do is throw the good writer on there. Throw a good writer on there. People going to buy it. They need to yeah. care. People need, y'all need to get take to Twitter and make that be known. And they'll hear you and be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's do this because this is what everybody wants. 
I wonder. You think people didn't buy something that's killing the children because it was James Tenyon? They bought it because they was interested in the book. James Tenyon getting added to it was just a plus. And now everybody's like, oh, yeah, James Tenyon is that. Yeah. Same with Donny Case. Now they like, oh, I yeah. wonder, though. I wonder if these writers be asking. I, I wonder what's the average asking price for these, you know, um, these storylines, you know what I'm saying, for these scripts and stuff. Well, like you got to think wonder. about it, man. I know that with Image and Dark Horse and a lot of independent publish, publishing, you know, they keep their stuff, you know what I'm saying? They keep their stuff, they keep their profits and all this. That, and I think that's why they write for them. Because I don't think, you know, they, they may have a contract with Marvel or DC, but I don't think they're really making nothing off Marvel and DC. For real, for real. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't really think I mean, that makes sense. And if, you know. if they, and the one, this is my thing. You you have to be on a title that's popular in order to probably be making it something off from Marvel and DC. You got to be on your X-Men, your Fantastic Four, your Superman, your Batman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you ain't, they ain't just putting a nobody on those titles. You got to be a somebody to get on that title. You know what I'm saying? So the Daredevils and all of that, like, you know, if you, if you just like a, 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 a casual, you know, they ain't about to just give anybody Amazing Spider-Man. Right. No. Amazing Spider-Man got to be tied to a name of that writer. They ain't about to just give Batman anybody. They not about to just give Superman to anybody. You know what I'm saying? They'll give you, they'll bring out Ant-Man. They'll throw that motherfucker door. They'll throw him whoever. You know, Task Force Z people. Uh, 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 Rosenberg. Who the hell is that? A nobody, really. But they threw his ass on this title. Why? Because they ain't about to throw his ass on Superman. And take your ass over to that Task Force Z and write that Task Force Z. Sit your ass down. And if that Task Force Z get a five out of five, then we'll talk about, you know, some Superman. Well, I got two recommendations for the ending of our show tonight, man. Two recommendations. Both of them are um, indie companies. Um, one, The first one is Image, and the next one is from Vault Comics. The Okay, the first one from Image is called um, Hardware. Hardware is a action adventure, but the story basically starts off because a um, there is a secret program that basically has the technology to take over anybody's body that they want to for 72 hours, and then after the 72 hours, the body is the body dies. So they end up taking over the wrong motherfucking body. <laughs> basically and my man's had 72 hours to to get them all dead them all or he did it and that is what hardware is and the second one is called heavy it's from vault comics so heavy is a comic book of a man who is he dies but he ends up becoming like a officer for the spirit world you know what i'm saying um and (laughs) the story is so deep and it's so raunchy and so um like twisted but the writing is great i'm not i don't want to spoil anything i don't want to give y'all too much but it's called heavy and it is from vault comics 
and, and like I said, it's really a great read. And the illustration is great. The writing is great. Um, the basically the bad, the good guy and the bad guy had to team up. You know what I'm saying, and had to be a team for a while. You know what I'm saying. You know, and they had to be friends. You know what I'm saying. So the dialogue between them back and forth throughout the first few issues is hilarious. I love you know a I love a good enemy of my enemy is my friend story. It's crazy, bro. It's I love like that. it's great. It's really great. Like I really, it's a highly recommended ish, um um comic book. Heavy from Vault Comic Books and Hardware from Image. For me, um, for me, I'm gonna go back into the Allegiance um from Walmart. Uh, people just check them out. You know. Uh, see if it's something that y'all can get into, something that y'all like. Like I said, I like the art. Uh, Brass Reeves, great, great Brass story. Reeves, it was a great story. I, I enjoyed it. It's it give you that it's that old school western type. You know, um, not a lot of western. I'm a huge western fan. For people that don't know, and just um, so y'all know, this is all by coincidence. Even though the harder they fall, just dropped on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Bash Reeves is in that movie. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we but this is all coincidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um my next two is an image and then a, a Marvel. Uh check out Ant, the new series Ant. Um Ant by Image. For people that didn't know it, uh just check it out. It's what can I say? For those that don't know about it, it's it's you know, it's a gore thing, it's image. It's like she's a... Uh, uh, a, a venom spawn type because her 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 power is a symbiote basically, like you know I think it was her husband if I don't if I don't recall her husband injected her with something like before he was killed and it gave her like these powers where it was like the symbiote and you know okay. it's a black woman she's she's African American you know so you know that might matter to some people you know <laughs> right that might matter to some that people. might matter to some people you know some people might only want to pick it up for that reason you know All right. Then I mean, my last this one is, is Daredevil. It's beautiful, though. Um, I'm guessing Chip is getting ready to come to an end of his Daredevil run. I know 36 is the last of this specific one, this run here. Um, but I, like I said, I only picked up 35. I will be picking up 36 because the reason I picked up those two is because we get off into the devil's reign of Marvel event, which is probably the event that I'm looking forward to the most of this year. Um, that comes out December 1st. And I am looking forward to that event. Um, I haven't been looking for death of Dr. Strange is cool. Trial of Magneto. Cool. Uh, and all that is that and other, but dark ages and devil's reign are like my two Marvel events that I'm really interested in. DC, I don't. DC don't really have no ongoing events right now that's just grabbing my attention. Like I said, that in the, this Wednesday they got that Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, and it's mm-hmm. going to give us this new core, which is the Gold Lantern Core, and all of that sounds nice. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, yeah. Gold Lantern, all that sounds wonderful. But I scratched my chin on it because it's Bendis. So it was like, <laughs> you know, so see how that go. Cause like I said, I love him when he writing an event, but when he writing something ongoing, it's like, you, you know, man, so man, we can only see, man. We'll give him three issues. 
I'm gonna give him three issues. I'm gonna give him three. Um, I'm gonna give him three. And my biggest, my biggest one, my last review, the Spawn Prince is out. My last review, I read it. It's good. That's what I, that's what I can give y'all on that. All right, I, I'm gonna read it. Dark Knight of Steel. Taylor, I'm gonna say that Taylor does it again. Um, <laughs> honestly, my bet, my best review for this book is this is if, if they're both written by Tom Taylor, but this is this is DC's answer to Dark Ages. This is their answer okay. to Dark Age. Okay. This right here. So now, with Dark Age written by Tom Taylor and this also written by Tom Taylor, now it's just a matter of which one gonna hit harder. Right, you know which which one gonna get hit harder? Think of it like being a a prize fighting coach in boxing. Tom Taylor coached both fighters, and now they both in the ring, and they got to go at it now. That's how I look at Steel and Dark Age. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Man, I'm definitely gonna check them out, man, and I know my family gonna check them out too. But man, this, we definitely out of time tonight. You know, we had a great show, man. Definitely, I feel like we gave some interesting takes on writers and writing in, in general. Um, so, wouldn't be interesting if people didn't disagree with me. Right. <laughs> I need y'all to disagree. I need y'all to, I need, I need y'all to argue with me in order for me to know that y'all actually listened to what I said and heard what I said. Otherwise, it's pointless. Yeah, we yeah it's, it's it's all right. They they we gonna get the interaction. You know how our people is, but either way, I appreciate anybody who tuned in tonight. I appreciate um everything about it. I want y'all to be safe. Have a good night. Thank you, brother, for joining me, man. Always, you know? bro. But just remember, man, love yourself, love your family, and remember to don't stress out about shit you can't control. It's all the love, man. Eternals man. review coming up. Eternals. The Tunnels Review coming up, people. Tomorrow. All right. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, brother.